Pastor Mike here. Thanks for giving us a few minutes of your time today. Uh, If you haven't already, I'd love for you to sign up for our daily email. It's a great way to start the day. It's the way that I start my day. (laughs) And it's a way to bring God's word straight into your inbox first thing in the morning. Uh, My teammates at Time of Grace do a fantastic job of giving you video and written devotions, blog posts, podcast episodes, and the occasionally fun and quirky social media posts. And all of it's to encourage you with God's amazing word. Just go to timeofgrace.org to sign up today. Did you see the videos on social media of guys going and doing 22 push-ups for 22 days straight? It was a viral sensation. Men, women, children, young people, older people, all these different people doing push-ups. And at the end of those videos, they would challenge friends or they would challenge celebrities to do the 22 push-up for 22-day challenge, all for one goal to raise awareness about a really sad statistic that's out there. That on average, 22 of our veterans take their own lives each and every day. Well, fortunately, that number is starting to go down. It's down to 20 right now. It's approaching, getting closer to being down to 19. So that's good news. We're moving in the right direction. And, And why? Well, because people are trying to raise awareness. Andrew Wynn was the one who had that idea of a lot of people doing something pretty small, like just doing push-ups, putting on social media to raise awareness. But Andrew wasn't alone. Brian Kinsilla, he also wanted to help this epidemic that is out there. And so he created something called Stop Soldier Suicide, not just to raise awareness, but to raise funding to help veterans who are in need, who need extra medical care, extra home care, extra counseling care that is there. And he also, along with everybody else that's poured in and seen a deep need to help those who are in need. Because suicide, it's never the answer. It just transfers your hurt onto so many other people. And if you are struggling with, with thoughts of ending your own life, get help. Call the National Suicide Hotline number. Talk to a pastor. Talk to a friend. Search our Your Time of Grace videos. I recorded an entire week series on suicide to give you peace and comfort. If a loved one of yours has died from their own hands from suicide, watch those videos. Get in a support group. There is hope and there is help. There's so many people trying to make a difference here. Andrew Wynn saw a problem and he went to help that need, to give need, to give help. Brian Kinsilla saw that problem and he went to go help where help was needed. And so can you. This week, we're going to talk on people who are struggling deeply. We're going to talk about veterans, doing everything we can to help them in every way, big and also small. So what can you do? Well, right now, you as a Christian, you, you are uniquely equipped to help. And God gives you this encouragement on what you can exactly do. This comes from 1 Timothy chapter 2. I, I urge then, first of all, that requests, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for everyone. God encourages you. God tells you that you can pray. And don't pass that off. Don't think that that's nothing. That's everything. That's that's you going to the Almighty God, the Holy Creator God of the universe who has power, who has might, who tells you that our prayers are powerful and effective not because of us, but because of the one that we're praying to. So pray. Pray for veterans. 
Pray that they have peace in their hearts from their time of service. Pray that people serve them and help them. Pray that the programs that are out there grow and increase, that new programs come in to help those that have been forgotten. Pray that they know how deeply we are thankful for all that they've done. And since God encouraged us to pray, let's pray. Lord God Almighty, thank you for the gift that you have given us in our veterans and those actively serving right now. They have put themselves in harm's way so that we can be free that we can be free to praise you and to love you and to serve you and to worship you. Help us never to forget them. Help us always to serve them. And thank you, God, for the grace and blessing you gave us through them. In Jesus' name we pray. And in Jesus' name we are thankful. Amen. Some of you might know that recently I made a pretty big transition in my life. My wife Debbie, our four daughters, and I moved from South Florida all the way across the country up to Minnesota. I'm changing where I'm serving Jesus. For 14 years, I served as a pastor at a church. Well, now I'm a pastor inside of a high school, teaching senior religion. I'm organizing the mission trips for the school and then also trying to encourage youth into active service. Well, recently it was Grandparents' Day at the school that I teach. And Anthony, one of the high school seniors that I'm also having class, came up to me and said, hey, my grandfather's here. He's got something deep weighing on his heart and he thought it'd be good to talk to a pastor. Would you mind? And of course, I said, yeah, that'd, that'd be great. So Anthony's grandfather comes in the room, introduces himself, his name's Dwayne. And after a little bit of small talk back and forth, he also lays this question on me that I got permission from him to share with you today. He said, when I was in Iraq, Soldiers would go to church on Sunday and then the next day they go back into the war on Monday and have to defend people and shoot at others, shoot at the enemy, hurt them or even kill them. And he asked, am we wrong? Is it wrong for us to be over there? Was it wrong for me to be serving our country? And I didn't know that Duane was a veteran. So the first thing I did is I just looked him directly in the eye and that said, man, thank you. Thank you. You do all veterans do things that the majority of Americans can't do, won't do. You put yourself in harm's way so that we can be free. And when you do that, you put yourself in some pretty difficult situations, like the one that Duane asked me about. And so I gave him this analogy because we struggle. We struggle with that tension between God says do not murder and then helping the weak. So before I actually get to that analogy, I, I, I want to give you this. Psalm 82. So God says this, Defend the cause of the weak and the fatherless. Maintain the rights of the poor and the oppressed. Rescue the weak and needy. Deliver them from the hand of the wicked. So those two things seem to contradict. Defend, which means you could end up killing someone when you do that. But God says do not murder. Okay, so back to that analogy. So when I'm talking to Duane, I said this, so I'm in my house, imagine I'm in my house and some guys break in and they're threatening me and threatening my wife and threatening my kids. I'm gonna do everything I can to try to stop them. First, I'm gonna try to convince them to leave, but if they won't leave, we're gonna wrestle, we're gonna fight, the, the gun might go off, they might get killed. And if that happens, the American laws are gonna defend me. I'm not gonna go to jail for that because I was defending home, I was defending those who were weak. 
And Dwayne agreed with that, but he had a great follow-up question. He said, but yeah, Iraq isn't our home, so are we wrong being there? So I continued the analogy and said, let's say I'm in my house and those guys break in. They knock me out and they are threatening to do immoral, horrible things to my wife and kids. I want my neighbors in my house. I have great neighbors, but you got your own home. Stay away. But if I'm in need, I want them to come in. God has given us in our nation a lot of power, but with that power comes responsibility. And there in Psalm 82, God gives us the encouragement to help those who are weak, to help those who are in need. If you are a soldier, if you are a veteran, and you're struggling with, with guilt feelings about your service and what you've done, cry out to Jesus. Cry out to Christ, because Jesus knows. He knows what it is like to go into hostile territory. Jesus knows. Cry out to Jesus because he knows what it's like to look the enemy right in the face and have to take them out. And that's what Christ did for you, for, for all of us. Jesus destroyed the power of the devil over our hearts, over our lives, which means any sins that we've committed, the guilt that we have from our past, they're erased completely, fully, in the arms of Christ. When I finished talking with Dwayne, I could see that he, he had peace in his heart, knowing that his service was done to serve others, to show love to others, and he walked away with peace. My prayer for you veterans, our prayer for you, is that you have peace. Peace knowing that you did what you had to do, what you could do, to help those who could help themselves. May you have peace. Ted Brink was a World War II veteran, member at our church, a soldier who saw a lot of loss of life. In fact, Ted told me that two times when he was out serving with our military, all the people in his uh, platoon that was out there ended up dying. He was the only one that actually ended up surviving. Two times that happened. He said, told me that one time after they had been badly beaten, they were back in camp, and then General Patton came. He was pretty excited about telling me that he met Patton. And Patton organized them together, encouraged them, uplifted them, sent them right back to the hill that they just lost, a strategic military position, and they ended up retaking that battle, that hill. Now, Ted told me this, sitting in his living room, very sparsely decorated living room, stacks of magazines and newspapers, and that's all that was really there to keep him company. Ted's wife had passed away a couple years earlier. Ted was in his mid-90s, so all of his friends uh, had passed away. Ted was kind of a hermit inside of his house, hard for him to get out. And Ted, if I remember, has one son, but he never really called because Ted was so hard of hearing from all the gunfire that he endured, you literally had to yell at him. I hear him giving him the sacrament of Jesus' body and blood, yelling, Christ, body and blood. He couldn't hear. And then that made him pretty lonely. And so I offered, Ted, do you mind? I could organize some people from church to maybe come over and see you. And Ted very politely refused. And why? Because our military men and women have been so well taught to be self-sufficient, self-reliant, that all of a sudden the devil can use that against them and they could be pretty lonely. About a year, year and a half after Ted told me that story about General Patton, he, he passed away. And I have a bit of regret. I really do that I didn't do more, that I wasn't assertive enough to just organize people to come over or for me my, to come over with my kids and my wife. 
I just didn't do it. I just got busy. Who serves our veterans after they turn to be in need themselves? These great men and women selflessly serve, put their lives on hold. Who serves them now? Who helps them now when they are in need? And you and I know what it's like to be in need. You and I know what it's like to have a, a darkness weighing on us and not knowing how to get help, who to ask for help. You and I know what it's like to have pain in our lives and, and draw within. And that's why Christ came. Christ came for us to free us, to help us, to blast away that darkness, to blast away that loneliness, and to give us joy, to give us peace. We could invite Jesus. The, the unbelief was too dark, too blinding. But Christ just came to help us and to give us joy and to change our lives. So let's be that to others. The love that Christ poured into our lives, let's pour that love into others. And see, that's the encouragement that we get here from 1 John chapter 3. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? Dear children, here's God's encouragement. Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. God encourages us to help others who are in need. And as we're talking at Veterans Week, what can you do to help a veteran? What veteran do you know in your church or in your community that you could pour love into, that you could pour kindness into? I wish that I had just gone and baked some cookies and brought them over to Ted. Okay, truth be told, asked my wife to bake some cookies. Ted didn't want my cookies. They're like biohazard in cookie form. But what could you do? Mow their lawn? Shovel their driveway? Invite them over for dinner? Drop off some sweet treats? How can you serve and love veterans in your area that you know and let them know how deeply appreciative you are? for all they've done. How can you pour the love of Christ into others as it's been poured into you? Who do you know? What veteran do you know that this week you can serve with food or with friendship? Earl Morris is a physician assistant and also a retired Air Force captain. And as he was serving his patients, right after the World War II Memorial got finished in 2004, he's talking with his patients, many of whom are veterans, and he asked every single one of them, are you gonna go? Are you gonna see that new World War II Memorial? And patient after patient said, yes. Oh man, I wanna go, I gotta be there. Well, three to six months later, as each patient came back for their checkup, once again, Earl asked him, did you go? And every single one said no. And that's when reality set in. Earl realized there's just no way they're gonna go. Not at all. So it was on his heart and he talked to two of those veterans and said, what if I fly you out? I'll pay for um, the, the gas to fly the plane out there to Washington, D.C. I'll take you around the city. You can see that memorial. I'll fly you home. I will take care of everything. And instantly, those two veterans started weeping and started crying. And in that moment, all of a sudden, Earl realized he was onto something and he wanted to try to help all of his patients. So Earl reached out to a local aeronautics community. 300 pilots, 
300 patients, and he asked each one of them, would you be willing to fly a veteran to DC, pay for all the gas, take him around the city and bring him back? 11 said yes. And the first honor flight was born. 12 veterans flew out and got closure into their life. Well, this would have stayed a, a small little regional thing, but then Jeff Miller heard about it. Jeff is the son of a World War II veteran himself, and then also the nephew of a B-24 bomber pilot who actually died in World War II. And he wanted his dad to have that experience, but not just his dad, but to scale it, and maybe even take it nationwide. So Jeff came on board, and through his expertise, through his connections, through the, the group that he put together, now Honor Flight is in almost every single state across the nation. They traded in the small little private planes for flying on commercial airliners, and as of the recording of this video, over 185,000 veterans have gone to see that World War II memorial. Over 125,000 guardians have flown with them. These two men, one had an idea, and one wanted to grow it bigger, poured in, and made a big difference for our veterans. My question to you is, what can you do? What organization is there in your area that helps the least, the lost, the lonely, that you can pour your time, your service, your energy, your, your passion into? Specifically for veterans, what is there in your area that you can do to help? Because each one of us, God says we've been equipped. We have ability and we can pour that into others. We specifically hear that right here in Romans chapter 12. We have different gifts according to the grace given to us. If a man's gift is prophesying, well, let him use it in proportion with his faith. If it is, to, if it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him give, govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. What is it for you? How has God gifted you? How has God blessed you that you can be a blessing to others? Maybe you're simply the hands and feet of Jesus. You're the grunt work. You're the volunteer. Once a month, once every couple of months, you go help out organizations that help others, that you reflect the love of Christ, that you use the abilities God has given to you to be a blessing to others. Or maybe, maybe you are that person with a strategic mind. Maybe you are that CEO type. You are the, the math brain. You are the finance person. And you can help these struggling organizations to get streamlined and grow, grow, grow just like Jeff did with Earl's great idea. What can you do to help our veterans? Let's pray. Lord God, help us. Make us bold, make us confident to get uncomfortable, to, to stretch ourselves, to give of our time and effort and energy to those that are already serving to make this world a better place, to, to reflect the love of Christ and the love and the lives of those that are hurting. God make us uncomfortable. Put it on our hearts and move us into service. Not for our sake, but because we love you, God, because of your great love for us. In your name we pray. Amen. My high school classmate and friend, John Johnson, is a career military man. He served our nation for 23 years and is still serving. 
Recently, John and I had a conversation and I asked him, hey, man, when you are out and you're wearing your military uniform, just out of curiosity, how many people stop you? How many people come over to you and, and say thanks and show their appreciation? And John said, well, most of the time, at least someone um, says something. And at first I was happy with that. And then I asked a follow-up question. I said, well, of those people that stop you, about how many themselves are veterans? That they know the sacrifice, they know the work, they know what you have poured in. He said at least 50%, maybe more. And I was a little bummed about that. And John could hear that in my voice. And so he goes, it's, it's okay, man. That's, I didn't join the military for the thanks. Um, I just had it in my heart and just felt it was the right thing to do. Well, how about us that we do the right thing, that we express our deep, sincere, grateful thanks for our military men and women? for all that they've done, the sacrifices that they have made, how they've put their lives on hold, how their families make sacrifices. They do so, so much that we can be, just be free in our lives. Do you stop a veteran? Do you talk to them and show your appreciation to them? Let's make it 100%. That 100% of the time that you see someone in a military uniform that you go over and express your thanks, 100% of the time, they see a veteran with a hat on that says veteran and the, the, the war that they served in, that 100% of the time, they get stopped. And you sh put your hand out and you shake their hand and you look them in the eye and you say, thank you. Thank you for all that you've done. Now, if you've tried that, most of the time veterans, they, they kind of pass it away and say, oh, it's okay. Don't let them go. Let them know. Let them know how sincerely thankful that you are. And then do everything in your means that you can do to help them. If that means buy their, their meal, then buy their meal. If that's sending dessert to their table just to show appreciation and thanks, they're buying groceries, buy their groceries or, or part of their groceries. Do what you can, whatever you can, 100% of the time, so that they know how deeply thankful that we are to them. Now, if you're a veteran, know that most of us aren't gonna stop you because most of us don't wanna bother you or, or get into your life or be intrusive. And so for every one person that stops you, there's, there's hundreds more that have noticed you and are thankful for all that you've done. So today, veterans, I wanna be the one. I wanna be the one to say thank you. Sincerely, thank you. Thank you for all that you do Thank you for all the sacrifices that you have made. I am thankful. We are thankful. All of us here at Your Time of Grace, we are thankful for you. God said in the book of Philippians through the pen of Paul, I thank my God in all of my remembrance for you. We thank God in all of our remembrance for you. So thank you. Thank you for all that you've done. You are not forgotten. You will never be forgotten.